Welcome in to the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 6. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. As we head into Week 6, um, we encounter a lot of region games, which when we get to this time of year is pretty typical. So we've got some games that are going to have some postseason implications, as we were talking off air just before we started, Chris. Um, some of these games are going to decide some home fields to open the playoffs and that kind of thing. I mean, we've got regions starting to take shape to the point that you can kind of feel like there's stuff on the line here. Yeah, and this is this is when football gets really exciting. We're, we're exactly halfway through the season as of Wednesday of this week. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, we, we've hit five and a half weeks of this 11-week regular season, and you know, this is this is the time where kind of the rubber meets the road, the cream rises to the top, and all the other cliches that you can think of. <laughs> all of them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get started with um, a big region 5-5A game as Columbia Central goes on the road for the second straight week, and they would take a similar result from what they got last week on the road against another set of Wildcats when they go to Tullahoma um, this weekend. Yeah, I saw this Columbia Central team last week. I, you know, when we picked this game or the, the, the last week's game, it obviously we felt like Columbia Central would win the game and exactly kind of what we said would happen. The, the big plays went the way of, of the Lions. Did not expect the defense, however, to be as dominant as they were. And if Columbus Central can continue to get great defensive play out of Dravius Hall, out of Malik Smith, and out of that defensive secondary like they've got in the last couple of weeks, this is going to be a very difficult team to beat. Obviously, Tullahoma, uh, did they lose? Are they coming off the loss to Franklin County or they, two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago okay. that they lost to Franklin County. Um, but that was their last region game. No, they won last week. Okay. Tullahoma did. They beat Lincoln, Lincoln County. Lincoln County. Okay. At Lincoln County. Well, and, you know, the, we're not really sure what to expect. You pricked Franklin County in the preseason to win this region. So they, they very well may be a, a great team, and it was a – Or I may very well have not had any idea what I was But saying. we don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. Right. We're, we're just now starting to see where – Obviously, Shelbyville has kind of separated itself in our eyes. Mm -hmm. But this game could be for a home playoff spot. This game, this game could be for a home playoff spot, and depending on what happens with Shelbyville down the down the stretch, could be for a region championship. Could be. Yeah, but um, yeah, you mentioned the Columbia Central defense in that thirty-one nothing win over Lawrence County. Um, don't lose sight of the fact that Caden McCoy went for 268 yards and three touchdowns on 14 carries. Yeah, Caden, he, he's just one of those guys that he's going to get his <laughs> no matter what you think you can do. You think you can stop him, you can't. It's, uh, there, there is a demographic that will remember the Fram oil filter commercials. You can pay me now or pay me later. Um, Caden McCoy is that tight running back. Sooner or later, he's going to get his. He scored from 90 yards, 60, from 60 yards, and, oh, 16. 
yeah, pedestrian he, one there. But you he, know, he finds his way to the end zone. There's no question. A lot. Yeah. So um, he's not the only talented guy they've got on that offense, but he is the guy that commands the most attention, which opens things up for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of guys on offense that open things up for everybody else. Columbia Academy coming off of a big 42-30 win up at Donaldson Christian in region play last weekend. Faces non-region opponent Ezel Harding. The Bulldogs 2-3 and three with that win. Ezel Harding coming in at 3-2. and two. Monte Baldwin, 307 rushing yards, three touchdowns from 82, 54, and 50 yards in that game. And then add a 42-yard run from... Connor Rawson wasn't it? forty plus forty three. He Connor Rawson had three carries for ninety seven yards and a touchdown. So, but he he was pretty efficient. Talk about big plays as we were just talking about mm-hmm. with Caden McCoy. Columbia Academy needed every play that they got in the first half. They to, really to did. hold off Donaldson Christian's comeback, and they nearly uh, had another second half. Uh, collapse to, to like Middle one. Tennessee Christian. Well, yeah. no, like the week before. At oh, at Friendship, Friendship Christian. Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Rawson's touchdown at the end kind of iced it. But if this team can find a way to keep the second half, you know, to keep the gas pedal down in the second half. Mm-hmm. Super dangerous. They really are, and I think they really found something with the zone read against um, DCA Friday night again with with Connor Ross and you know with when those ends come crashing down on on Monte, he's he got the, he's got the ability to get to the edge and in six three six four he can run. He he kind of looks like Ryan Tannehill, right? Mm-hmm. When Tannehill takes off on that bootleg around the end, he's gone, and you don't realize it because. Well, and that's what Paul Wade even said that after the game. We underestimated his speed, which well, I bet made Connor feel off the good. <laughs> yeah. I bet he did too. Yeah, yeah. So. so well, well done. But yeah, this this is a this is a game. Obviously, it's non-region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezo Harding still in their transition period, I assume, back to eleven man. Uh, yeah, they. I guess I, I'm not sure what the situation is that this is non-region, but it is. But but regardless, I think this is a win that Columbia Academy needs just from a momentum standpoint. Again, they got off to that one. Back. Yeah, yeah, and they might won at home yet. Oh wow, you're right. It's that scoreboard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they're taking it down. No, no. <laughs> Tony and Gina don't want to hear that either. No. So don't be telling that lie, oh, Chris. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, speaking of teams needing wins, Region 6-6A action, Franklin at Summit. You're talking about two teams that um, have combined for one victory, and that's on the side of the host Spartans here. Yeah, but Franklin had Nolensville on the ropes last week uh, up until halftime. I think they were up 20 to maybe seven at halftime. They they were up big on Nolensville at halftime. Again, got to put four quarters together and not sure if depth played an issue in that. Not sure if, you know, obviously just maybe some 
some nerves of, oh my gosh, we might win the, you know, mm-hmm. we might win this game kind of thing. It takes place. You never know yeah. with a team that's 0-5. You don't know what their mindset is and what their psyche is like. But both of these teams need a win. And this game could determine a playoff spot. It could. Um, the Admirals did eventually lose that game to Nolansville 34-23 last week. Summit fell at Brentwood. 20 to nothing to open region play. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was seven, nothing at the half. Like you said, if they'd been able to put anything together on offense, they they would have had a shot to win that. But um, summits, two of summits losses in back to back fashion were 41, 41, 35 to green Hill and 28, 27 to Blackman. So they've been close. They're, they're kind of teetering on edge. And I, I, I said it last week. You can't let this Brentwood loss compound. You've got to get over the edge this week and start heading on down downhill because the back half of the season is much more manageable than the front. Absolutely. Um, final game before we go to a break. In Region 5-2A action, we've got Harpeth at Summertown. And if there is a team in Middle Tennessee that needs a break, it's Harpeth. <laughs> they have been. They, they, their last two losses were by a total of five points. One of them in overtime. Both of them on, if you ask their fans, highly questionable calls. 14-10 to Mount Pleasant um, on a fumble that may or may not have been. That was returned 98 yards for a touchdown. And 22-21 to Waverly in overtime last week on a two-point conversion where the ball carrier may or may not have crossed the plane of the goal line. So, hmm. Yeah. That's but, tough. Well, you're right. Harpeth certainly needs a, a break to go their way. They would love to get it. Summertown, same. They, they've, they've really they've put together a lot of solid drives throughout this season. They've just not been able to finish on mm-hmm. a lot of them. If they have an opportunity this week to, you know, to put the ball in the end zone, I think they've got to find a way to finish those drives in order to have a chance to win. So I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what, uh, you know, what Summertown's offense looks like this week and, and, and how, how much pressure do they put on their quarterback to make, you know, to make those plays in the red zone. Eagles got to get some stops as well. In their three Region 5-2A losses, they've been outscored by 30-plus points. So Harpeth coming in 1-3, winless in region play, Summertown 0-5, 0-3. So that's four of the eight games that we've got. Come back and we'll go through the other four. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic.
Welcome back to the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 6. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. Chris will be on the ground for this Region 5-5A matchup as Lawrence County heads to North Murray County. Hmm. Not to Spring Hill, but to play Spring Hill. Just about <laughs> south. Exactly. Both the Wildcats and the Raiders come in at two and three overall. Lawrence County one and one in region play Spring Hill 0 and one. That loss a 14-12 decision against Lincoln County a couple of weeks ago. Um, Spring Hill two and three. Both wins on the road. Um, at Maplewood a few weeks ago on a Thursday night. At James Lawson. Last week, 27 to 14. So they kind of like Nashville. I was going to say Spring Hill may just want to play more Metro teams going forward, and Metro teams might not want to see the Raiders coming. Exactly. And, and, and you know, kudos to to Ben Martin and that staff for, you know, taking their team to Lawson, a team that had won three games already this season, that, and, and that's why. That was the simple reason that I didn't pick Spring Hill to win because I thought Lawson would, you know, had a little more experience mm -hmm. getting over the hump, and they were at home. So kudos to to Spring Hill for you know for getting that win. I think momentum wise, Lawrence County's struggling. Spring Hill's on the up swing, and I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. And here's here's the thing. I think for Spring Hill to win this ball game Friday night, they're going to have to beat Lawrence County at their own game because yep. Lawrence County has shown that they can run the ball, not necessarily this past Friday night against Columbia Central, but they have run the ball well when they've been successful. Spring Hill got a, 100 yards each out of Trey Isaac and Avery Martin last week in that win at James Lawson. So, um, Yeah, you know, Lawrence County, and I, and I asked – you know, I asked about this after the game. I, I thought Lawrence County threw the ball a little more than they normally do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they actually did it fairly successfully at times. If Lawrence County finds a way to implement a little more of the passing game to open up, you know, that the running lanes because you can't stack the box against them, watch out. Yeah, and, and – that's why um, I feel like whoever is able to make more plays in the passing game in this ball game is probably going to have the upper hand in this one because Spring Hill's got some guys that can do some damage out on the edge as well if they can get them the ball. Yeah, and and, and I always have. You know, they they've really got a lot of great athletes on the outside. I, gosh, I, I go back to you know when they had the Odin mm -hmm. kid, and then. Dante Prowl and even, yeah, I mean, even yeah. Landon Seacrest, mm -hmm. you know, was, was a was a dangerous threat on the outside. So they've always had outside threats, and if they can if they can hit one or two and force you to you know to keep you honest, mm -hmm. just to kind of back some guys out of the box a little you, bit. You never know, and I think that's you're exactly right. I think you you hit the nail on the head. That's going to be the difference in this ball game is who is able to to maybe hit a couple big plays deep. Mm -hmm. Region 5-2A, a couple of big matchups. Um, this one may be the less big of the, of the next two as 
unbeaten Loretto, 5-0 and overall, 3-0 and in region play, goes to Centerville, taking on the Bulldogs of Hickman County, who are 3-2, and 1-2. and um, Mustangs officially will be without senior quarterback Carter Daniel, who underwent um, surgery this week to replace, uh, to repair, not replace, to <laughs> repair a couple of torn knee ligaments um, sustained in that Pegasus Cup win at Summertown. But, you know, they played without Carter last weekend, and Mason Tidwell stepped in and did a good job for him. And I think Mustangs coach Barry Daniels, Daniel, yeah, no S. Expects that to continue to be the case. Look, I, I told you, <laughs> told you last week, don't be surprised if, if the offense doesn't miss a whole lot. Obviously, Carter Daniel is a fantastic talent, but they can throw the football mm -hmm. no matter what. And a lot of that is because of the guys they're throwing the football to. And also, just like we talked about in, this, in, in, in the last game, they've got a couple running backs who will force you to come up mm -hmm. in the box and try to stop the run. And as soon as you do, right over the top for six. And, and they got options with, um, so, with Clint Seymour, with Corbin Reynolds, with Jack Welch. They got guys that they can throw it to once Jaden Stoltz and Nicholas McDowell make you come up. And you're going to have to come up or they're going to gash you. All day. And, yeah. and so that's where that's why Loretto is so dangerous. That's why this Loretto football team is going to continue to be dangerous despite losing their senior quarterback. Of course, it's awful. It's awful. Mm -hmm. when you, you know, when you lose a senior quarterback, but you say you lose a senior at all, particularly a guy like Carter Daniel, who has been so successful over the last couple of years throwing the ball. So, you know, again, though, Mustangs, they, they've got plenty of firepower offensively, and that defense is obviously going to continue to be strong. And hats off to the Mustangs, who finished last year 4-7. and seven. They have already surpassed their win total from 2022. Yeah, and it's funny because it's funny you say that. Thinking of last year's Loretto team being 4-6 and six going into the playoffs didn't make it sense. Makes sense, me. does it? Because they were, they were as good – of a team last year as they are this year, mm -hmm. but getting a couple of, of course, beating Loretta or being Lawrence County was, was big. Huge. Uh, and so they were able to, to, to put a couple wins on the board in non-region play that they didn't get to last year. And that's why you're seeing uh, the, the vast improvement in the record. The headliner in region five to a headliner in Hohenwald as Mount Pleasant, 5-0 overall, 3-0 in region play, goes over to 4-1, 2-1, Lewis County. Lewis County's back's against the wall. Lewis County's backs are against the wall because a win, you're still in play for a region championship because a three-way tie you know, mm -hmm. gives you an opportunity to potentially be the, the region champion. So you lose this game. It's almost automatic. You're traveling in round one. Well, and not only are you traveling, but you might be traveling to a number one C because they've still got Waverly to play as well. That's right. So, so they they can't afford this loss at home. No, this this is the biggest game of Lewis County's season to date. No question about it. And Mount Pleasant is coming off of. 
a big win over Summertown. Uh, the the controversial but big win against Harpeth. Mm -hmm. This is a team that has been as good as anybody all year long in our area, even without some of their best players. Right, right. They've got all those players that Sands won. Yeah. And I think that Lewis County's got to gonna have their hands full. I think Mount Pleasant's going to have their hands full because this Lewis County team put up 456 offensive yards in that loss to Loretto. Um, Michael Godfrey rushed for 278 yards, scored twice. Um, the quarterback, Bryson McDonald, threw for 180 yards and a touchdown. But he threw three picks. Mm. And, and if there's now, anything that Mount Pleasant's good at, it's it's going to find the football. They, they, They're ball hawks. They are ball hawks, and and they their guys transition from defense to offense really quick. I mean, when they've got when those defensive guys have the ball in their hand, they're looking to house it, and often do. <laughs> so absolutely. Um, and and they've got their their triplets, as, as the Cowboys used to refer to, Aikman, Smith, and Urban. You know, they've got Brown, Mesa, and whichever McClure, McClure is lining up in the backfield at the time. Yeah, and, and Speed Kills. You know, when you talk to folks about Mount Pleasant, that's the first thing they mention is they're so fast. They're so fast. Yeah. So, so they, they, make, they make fast people look not fast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one, though. It is, it is, this, this is probably the headliner of the week. Yeah. Uh, Region 66A, Ravenwood, 4-1, 1-0 in league play, goes to Independence. The Eagles, 3-2, following a 28-7 regulation win at Beach last week. They are 1-0 in the region as well. Ravenwood hadn't lost since that season opener against Alcoa, which is pretty much what you would have expected, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. And speaking of teams with, and obviously Independence back, not necessarily against the wall in this one, but you definitely feel like the Eagles need to win this one in order to continue to have a shot at a region championship hosting a, a playoff game because Brentwood does loom down the line. And we certainly feel like that the Bruins have, have proven to be uh, the class of this region to this point mm -hmm. really feel like independence knows that this is, this is the one, this is the important one. Get this. Everything else is great. Don't get this. You're fighting for your life the rest of the of this season. Right. Right. Um, again, this offense continues to become more consistent behind First-year starter at quarterback, senior Luke McNeely, um, had a big game in that beach win, and I, I think that he is where it all starts for independence on offense. Yeah, and and Luke, not only on offense, but defensively. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he, he gives them so much on both sides of the football. Luke McNeely is the key for the Eagles, uh, 100%, both sides of the ball. It's crazy to talk about. Ironman football in Classic Say. Yeah. I mean, you remember, this is not the first Independence quarterback no, who has been no. a, a, a force on both sides. Jackson Campbell was so good mm -hmm. uh, for, 
for independence, you know, a few years back. So it's while unusual, usually, you know, while unusual, not necessarily for independence. Independence yeah. has, has seen some guys come through there that have been really good on both sides. Yeah. Those are Friday's games. When we come back, we'll give you our picks for those games. And uh, in the past, I said, we'll tell you who's going to win. But after the last couple of weeks, I'm kind of coming off of that. So <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Wall. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham, Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back to the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week Six. Let's pick them. Let's do it. Columbia Central at Tullahoma, Chris. Who do you like? Man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with the Lions here. I think they've got a little momentum. I think offensively they found their groove, they found their rhythm, and defensively too. So I'm going to go Lions. I'm going Lions. They seem comfortable playing on the road right now as well, and. I think that'll help as they go to Wilkins Stadium for this one. I'm, I'm going Lions. Ezel Harding at Columbia Academy. Yeah, last week a big believer in the Bulldogs. Thank goodness uh, they, they, they pulled through <laughs> as I was the only one in Main Street Preps to pick them, and I'm going with them again. Well, you were a believer. I am a believer. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm certainly a believer in Monte Baldwin. I think he's going to have a – Another big ball game this weekend, needing 21 yards for a thousand. He told me before the season or after game one that he was going to have a big number. Well, he's had a thousand yards each of his first two years. So if he told you he was going to have a big number, then he expected more. Let's put it that way. Well, that seems to be on the way. Franklin at Summit. I'm going to go with the Spartans here, but. Man, I think I think it's gonna be close. I'm going with Summit because they're at home, but boy, I would not be surprised if Franklin wins this game. I'm going with Summit just for the fact that I think they played better teams closer than the Admirals have. Uh, so I, I think Summit is right there, like you said, ready to get over that hump, and I think they do this weekend. Um, Harpeth at Summertown. I'm gonna go with Harpeth. They get they they finally get that break. I agree. I agree completely. I'm going with the Indians in this one. Lawrence County at Spring Hill. Biggest game. I'm going to be there. Uh, gosh, I'm going to go Spring Hill. I've got the Raiders in this one. I like the fact 
that Spring Hill has finally won a couple of ball games. They they are comfortable doing what it takes to win games late. And I think this is a breakthrough win for them. A a win at home, a win in back to back ball games. I, I think they get it done this week. Um, Loretto at Hickman County. Uh, Loretto, as I said last week, bottom on Loretto. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mustangs. Mount Pleasant at Lewis County. Headliner of the week, big game, huge implications throughout. Lewis County's backs are against the wall. They're definitely not used to being four and two after week six very often. So this is going to be huge. I'm going to go, however, with the Tigers of the Mount. You know, Kid Hartsfield got a lot of mileage out of all of us picking Waverly against Mount Pleasant a couple of weeks ago. Um, Not making that mistake again. Sorry, Kit. Uh, I can't help you this week. I'm, I'm, I'm going with your Tigers, so you'll have to get your motivation elsewhere. Sorry. <laughs> Ravenwood at Independence. Man, didn't pick Indy last week. Thought that, thought that Beach would get them at, uh, up at Shackle Island. Can't quite make – can't quite get over the hump and go Indy. I got Ravenwood. Yeah, I, I like Ravenwood. I think Ravenwood is just a little bit more diverse offensively here. Um, that's it. He'll be at Spring Hill. I'll be at Lewis County. Follow us on Twitter and check us out at MainStreetMurray.com after the game. See you.